Hello, my wonderful wilderness-loving friends. Welcome back to the Hiker Podcast. Did you miss me? This is the Hiker Podcast show where I, Owen Hamilton, host and CMO for Hiker, speak to some of the most amazing and inspiring people in the outdoors. I speak to riders, trail organizations, through hikers, and the people that are working to ensure that the outdoors is an open and inclusive space for everybody. The Hiker Podcast is brought to you by Hiker. The suite of applications and websites that provide you with thousands of hiking trails all around the world. Download the Hiker app for free now in your Google Play Store or Apple Store, or head over to hiker.app to find the trail for you. I'm so excited about our guest this week. I've been hoping to speak to her for quite some time now. Amira Patel, otherwise known as Amira the Wanderlust and founder of the Wanderlust Women, a group of uh, women focused on diversifying the outdoors by creating a space for Muslim women to explore together. Over the past couple of years, Amira has been blazing a trail, if you will. She has not only grown the Wanderlust Women into an incredibly powerful group, but also she herself has landed some pretty impressive sponsorships uh, from some of the biggest brands in the outdoor industry, literally changing the face of the outdoor industry. One of the reoccurring topics on this show is the underrepresentation of marginalized groups in the outdoors industry. Like, let's face it, traditionally the outdoors industry has been filled with white people most likely straight white people um able-bodied people and that's a problem if you don't see representation for you in a sport in an activity in any walk of life how can you feel comfortable entering into that space that's why i was so excited to speak to amira amira has been doing some fantastic work in this space one of the most underrepresented people in the outdoors industry has been Muslims and more specifically Muslim women. I learned so much from Amira in this interview, not just about her and her amazing adventures that she's got lined up and some of the amazing ones she's already done, the work that she's done with the Wanderlust women, but also just about her beliefs and how they're so intrinsically tied in with the landscape around her how she views the mountains, how she views the lakes and rivers. I was so grateful for Amira taking time out of her day. We recorded this in the middle of Ramadan, so she was uh, just about to eat, I believe. Uh, She was in between prayers and she was about to do her prayer before she ate a meal with her family, so I was very grateful for her taking time out to to talk and come on the show. Uh, I can't wait to uh, to speak to her again, catch up after the next adventure that she's got lined up, which I'm under complete 
uh, silence. I cannot say what it is, but uh, I really hope you enjoy this interview with Amir Patel. So is it the same kind of schedule every day that, that you go through with Ramadan? Yeah. So, yeah, so basically we, um, so now, like, so last year we had it in the summer and our fast used to break like really late, like half nine at sun, sunset, but now it's getting earlier. So um, we sort of like um, wake up at sunrise, um, sorry, not wake up at sunrise, we wake up before sunrise. So that's around four o'clock. So we eat mm. and then um, we do our prayer, morning prayers. Um, and then we fast up until um, sunset. Um, but like during the day we try and like spend a lot of time like reading the Quran and praying. So that's why I've took this sort of month off because I thought I'm not gonna be able to hike mountains. Yeah. <laughs> that day and I was so out of breath and I'm like, oh my god. Um oh. yeah, and then yeah, so it's it's sort of like that, but it's very much Ramadan's a lot a lot about like family as well and mm-hmm. everyone doing everything together. So it's quite full on and you know, like um doing the prayers together and then um obviously because everyone's off because Easter, so it's quite nice. So, you know, um, you know, everyone's got like a bit of a routine where we sort of stay awake at night to pray because at night we have like a really long prayer and that we do. Um so by the time you finish it's like twelve, one o'clock and then in a few hours you've got to wake up again. So yeah, it's at the beginning you've got to get used to it. Once it's there, it's like it's so good. And then when Ramadan finishes everyone just really misses it. Um, okay yeah because it, it, it i suppose it it does focus quite a lot of uh or it, it sorry it, it points your focus a lot more on those special times like yeah. i do I, I i remember uh walking through um walking through sarajevo and i'm just seeing families that were outside and they were all kind of prepared to, to eat their food and they were literally waiting for like the, they have the cannon that sets off uh, to to mark sundown and and you know everybody's out there with their meals they're ready to go and and it's just this like really really special time that everybody gets yeah. to spend together yeah honestly and like there's the food like we people think you know like we because when we when we fast um the whole purpose is that we you know we're sort of like detoxing um mm. but it's, it's like you know we sort of like going back to like sort of simplicity of what we do have and that whole thing about gratitude it's like the small things that you really appreciate, like, you know, just having access to water um, and then, you know, access to ha- having food so close by that we can just go to a shop and buy things. And then that's why this month is a lot about giving. So, you know, we do a lot of things where we, you know, you'll see everyone, especially if you live like within the community areas, um, mm-hmm. everyone like uh, before food time, everyone's going to neighbor's house, dropping food off and people, you know, giving a lot more. And even in terms of charity, like it's a month of, of giving. So um, a lot of projects and, you know, people around the world who don't have access to food, where they have like loads of like different projects going on. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just like a lot of people are like, you know, why are you fasting and what's the reason? But it, it's actually a very, um, a mindfulness thing that you do just not even for like not eating but just for yourself to make you realize you know the things that we we really take for granted um so yeah it's a lot of reflections in this month I can imagine so um so that was one of the questions I was going to ask you like during Ramadan uh your ability to get outdoors and to and to hike must 
just go through the floor <laughs> yeah so so what I um so I you know a few like it's been about two years since I've been in, in the outdoor industry now and um you know my my passion for the outdoors and mm. um, I remember last Ramadan um because it was COVID and I spent before that it was lockdown so I spent majority of like every day do going outside or doing some sort of activity because I, I can't sit at home um and then when Ramadan came I did like a little I did like some um, Instagram videos and I did lots of like promoting on that we can still stay active and still stay connected to nature even whilst you're fasting there's just different mm. ways to do it so yeah you're not going to go h- hike you know uh, and do like a really strenuous hike unless obviously you're a beast but you know you've got to you got to take in consideration your health as well because we believe that mm. our health has been given to us by God so we have to look after that so it can be simple things like even going to a local park and maybe just doing your prayers there so you've got that green space you're connected and then doing a little walk um and I and I always advise people to do the walk just before um either really early in the morning after you've had your, your meal so you know you're still energized or to do it just before like sunrise so maybe you know at the minute now in, in the UK we open our fast around about eight o'clock so maybe around half six you know go for for a little walk um it doesn't have to be you know really really long and you know trying to avoid uphills and stuff so you're not using so much energy mm-hmm. but still you're still getting out then you're getting that bit of um that bit of exercise and you're getting that bit of you know fresh air um and yeah and I think it's just managing that you know um that because you know even I was thinking but you know in terms of like if you're working in the outdoor industry how do you do it and for me I knew that I have to look after my house that I couldn't be taking groups out of people when Mm -hmm. I know that myself you know I'm not going to be able to give to my fullest so um I took that time off but it doesn't mean that you know I won't go for a walk and I went for a walk the other day it was like a flat walk and it was just nice just to you know still be out and be connected so I think it's just finding that balance and what suits you uh in Mm -hmm. terms of you know how, how how you want to stay active basically yeah and because I, I, I noticed on your on your instagram there you posted uh, a really lovely prayer spot uh was yeah. it by a lake am i saying am i right in saying it was right by a lake yeah yeah so i went uh so um so basically it was the day so the day that ramadan started that evening we went from my last hike hike uh, up, which was up Helvellyn. um wow. and then, it, and then it, it was just like i we thought ramadan was going to start on saturday but it actually, I was on the mountain and I got a message saying that, oh, it's starting. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, and I felt really bad because I was like, oh, my God, I'm not prepared. And and I thought, actually, no, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, mm. I'm going to, so, you know, I got the prayer mat out and it was such a beautiful start. And I, I say to everyone, like, you can feel the, like, you can feel the peace. And yeah, so, so yeah, I started my Ramadan in the mountains, which was really beautiful. Um, And then the day after we went by the lake, um, to open our fast because I feel like you know a lot of the countries especially like a lot of the Muslim countries like they all go out and they sit out and they all have like the it's called the iftar which is where you eat the we open the fast and they all eat together and it's mm-hmm. so nice and I was like no one does it here and obviously you know probably there's different reasons why uh, but in the Lake District it's so quiet and there's no one there and you know it's just there's like a literally like me and a, a few other girls who are there that are living there and we're literally like we're the only Muslims there so we were like you know why don't we just go back to the lake and you know just have a really nice like you know opening of the fast and prayers and it was so beautiful and then we could see the moon as well which was really really nice oh wow yeah it's just yeah it's just it's spectacular I think anything that you do when you do it in, in an environment where there's lots of nature it's just so beautiful yeah yeah and and just like that as well like 
you were supposed to be there. Like you were yeah. supposed, like you weren't prepared, but at the same time, you were prepared because you had everything you yeah. needed. You had yourself yeah. really, and you had nature. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. And then, um, and I didn't like. And it goes back to that thing where sometimes we were brought up and we think, okay, we have to be in a certain area to be connected or to pray or to something. But actually, you can be anywhere. Like as long mm. as you've got that ultimate connection, it's just yeah, made me like think a lot as well. Awesome. So we we dove right in. Um, <laughs> talking about this, but uh, we have we haven't got to know you yet, uh, and I promise I wouldn't say welcome to the show, uh, welcome to Hiker. But uh, Amir, do you want to tell our audience a bit about yourself, where you're from, your background, and maybe your int- and then your introductions in- into the outdoors? Yeah. So um, I'm. Um, I, I hate doing this. It's so weird when you have to like, <laughs> um, But yeah. Um, so I'm known as Amir with the Wanderlust. Um, person that's always wondering um and um, i'm the founder of a group called the wonderless women um and i um, founded this group uh, during lockdown and i'm an activist and i like to do a lot of work in terms of uh, representation uh, for muslim women and for um women of ethnic minorities and those that are underrepresented and marginalized and i think my main aim is to sort of break down barriers and stigmas and misconceptions that are uh attached to the women that wear the hijab and the veil and just generally um you know those women who are underrepresented um and this was something that i was an accident thing it wasn't something that i planned out to be you know i i studied art and design fashion at uni um i did loads of random jobs because you know you can't get a job when you finish uni (laughs) and then i um i grew up in a town called bolton which is a very small uh, town, which is really diverse, got lots of different communities and, you know, um, and yeah, and I used to work as a manager at a beauty salon and yeah, and I knew that I had something in me where I wanted to help people, but I just didn't know which avenue to go. And, you know, I was a very creative person. I loved doing things. I couldn't sit still. I, I was always, you know, since a child, you know, wandering off and things like that. So I knew I had a calling somewhere, but I just didn't know where. Um, and then I think growing up, like, there's that sort of, um, how do I say it? There's that, um, how do I say this in a nice way? There's that um, thing that's attached to, like, South Asian women where you have to, like, you know, get married, have kids, and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's when you're, you know, that's basically saying that you've made it. And, you know, being around that is it can be quite, it can be quite, annoying at times especially if that's not what you want and especially if you have other goals um and for me like I remember that all my friends were getting married and everyone was like settling into different things and I just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere because I knew that growing up I was different because my family took us like outdoors and traveling and we did lots of things whereas a lot of the people from my community didn't and then Mm -hmm. it was like I had all my friends who were English friends and I would fit in with them in a way like and that but then I knew I didn't fit in with them because I didn't look like them but then I had all my you know friends who are from a South Asian Muslim background I fitted in with them with how I look but then I didn't fit in them with my lifestyle because the things that we were doing were different so mm-hmm. so from both areas you just feel like there's an identity crisis and it's like where do you fit and you know I remember getting told that oh you know you're, you guys are just like wannabes why do you go horse riding and why do you go walking and on all this and then from the other side it's like wow. you know you're just trying to yeah so you're just basically just trying to fit in and then from the other side it's like oh no but you don't look like them and you know it's continuous and when you're a child growing up it's like 
where do you fit in? Um, but um, what I knew is that we were a family that loved to adventure. And, you know, my brother was doing different things. My mum was doing different things. And even my dad and things like that. And I think when my mum and dad separated, um, my mum joined a hiking group. Um, and, you know, again, she was the only South Asian woman from a Muslim background. And, you know, she she was proper, like, dived into, like, all these amazing adventures. And I would join her. And then I went solo backpacking. I remember I left my job. I was 22 or 21. And, you know, for someone from my community, for me to do something like this, it was like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? You're going to die. This is not right. You should be doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I'm just going to go do it. And it was the most amazing experience of my life. And I discovered the word wonderless. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's me. Like, <laughs> I just desire to travel. And um, it was amazing. And, um, yeah, so you know, I went on that trip and then I came back and had all these visions and plans of me wanting to just go travel and meet people and, you know, do something. Um, and then, unfortunately, I got married and it was a <laughs> of marriages and I ended up getting divorced. And after that divorce, I obviously was a very traumatic time for me alongside with other things that happened to me. So I found the outdoors to be a healing space for me because I remember just mm. going for walks. I remember going for walks with my mum because my mum used to go with her group. She used to drag me with her. But back then it wasn't like I wanted to go. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going because I have to. So then subconsciously when this happened, I remember just going on like walks and I felt, okay, this is helping me a lot. And then I found this really beautiful escape in nature. Um, and I felt like it was the only place where I didn't feel judged. Um, and then I, and I remember, and I always remember this because uh, my mum, uh, where she lives now, is um, in an area called Rivington, and you've got some really lovely landscape here. So I remember just sitting there, and I was like, I want, like, I was like, there's nothing for women, like, especially from my community, where they can go to or join or do something or feel like there's a community of them where they can get together and talk about these things. And I remember saying that I would love to hold retreats for women where we can do like mindfulness, where we can do adventures, where we can do these things. But you know. The, the, sometimes when you think of these things they're just a thought and mm. you don't really think it's going to happen and then you know five years later like and even at the back of my mind I always had this thing where I want to help others I want to help women and I would do it in other ways and then five years later when COVID happened I had no obviously not working I can't sit still I just couldn't not do anything and then you know I just started like um going I just started blogging like on my Instagram I had made Instagram and I started just posting like my daily routine of like hi guys it's COVID what are we gonna do today and a, a majority of it I was just literally finding every possible route that I can um from my house of of connecting to the hills and then mm. and then I then it was that same like just before like COVID I started wearing the veil and again for me it was like I knew that I was this adventurous person but then I was like am I still going to be able to do these things when I wear a veil am I going to get judged Am I going to stop myself doing it and all these things? But I said, I made a promise and I go, no, you know what? I'm going to do it and I'm going to help others do it as well. So I did a post about, um, you know, and it, that was the first time I actually did like a social media thing. You know, I wasn't really out there on social media. It was just random. And I was like, right, um, so I'm going to talk about, you know, what you wear and we shouldn't let it affect you. And then it just, everyone got, you know, it blew up and everyone was really interested and stuff. And then a lot of people were asking questions and, and then I got loads of women saying we would love to walk with you and, you know, do you not feel out of place? And then it came to me, like, light bulb. I was like, oh, my God, like, that idea that I had, I can do it. So 
I think along the support with the help of people, I um, had I, I made the Wonderless Women. It was literally like, again, it was an accident thing. I was just like, oh, let's just make it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And we just got, honestly, the day, the day after, we got so many women messages and then we had like loads of people wanted to like help and loads of people and then the, the whole black lives matter thing happened and there was loads of like political things in regards like hijab bans and yeah and then from there it's just the rest is just history because i think now you know i um you know what year we're in 2022 i you know seven months ago i left my hometown to move to the lake district um wow. to pursue my career in the outdoors um I left my job and I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And yeah, I now I'm doing this full time. The Mount is in my office. You know, I help to get as many women out to give them the confidence. And I do a lot of work on like diversity and representation now. So yeah, it's been like, it's just everything just went, it just happened. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's wild because it, like the last two years have just been, an, you know, obviously, the unfortunate side of, of COVID and everything um, is, is there. And uh, placing that aside for a second, it's just been an explosion in yeah. the outdoors industry, in mm-hmm. uh, social discourse. It's been in uh, BIPOC representation, in diversity. But, but the outdoors industry has just exploded in the last couple of years. And it's probably down to the fact that people couldn't really do anything else. Yeah. They, you know they you know what are we going to do we can't go more than 10 miles from our house or 20 miles from our house mm. oh there's some really nice walks over here or right i'm i live right beside the lake district or i live right beside the peak district mm. um let's go out there and then like you came in at the at the perfect time as well where you're like i've been here for a long time more people are trying to get in here but there mm. doesn't seem to be a a conversation going on there's no discourse there's nothing to do with diversity especially for muslim people especially for muslim women as well mm-hmm. um because it's just not something that you see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's it's a it's it's fascinating to to hear your story and how that you've been there like this is not something that you were just like i'm gonna start going out and doing no, this no. one day you've been yeah. doing this you know you were as a kid yeah 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 um, and I think that's the thing where like ah like when when people like you know growing up how was it for me my story was different because we were it's just that everyone around us wasn't doing it so we were made to look like oh you guys are weird like what are you doing mm. it wasn't normalized um in a sense I would say so what what is the wanderless women so like it's it's a it's a way for uh, women uh particularly Muslim women to, to gather in the outdoors? Yeah, so, yeah, I would say it's a community and it's a, it's a community and I call it the tribe now um, of, of women that have come together that, you know, I, I founded this group to essentially just get people walking, but now it's more of an adventure and hiking group, but not just um, adventure and hiking, but more of a community group. So we're not just taking people out, we're giving them the confidence to go out, giving them the skill sets, we're looking at those barriers and those, you know, what those barriers are and working on them. So whether that's resource, whether that's education, whether that's, you know, um, wh- whatever it is that, you know, they, they are unable to have that access, doing that and doing it on a, on a wider scale and, you know, delivering workshops and, you know, um, giving just these women the opportunities that, you know, they may have not had before. Um, 
yeah, majority, you know, the the aim is, you know, to get Muslim women um, into the outdoors. But, you know, we're, even if they're not from a, a, a faith, but they're from an ethnic minority and things like that, we, you know, we support them as well. But we support all women, even if, you know, someone wants to come and see the work that we do and they're not from the, the, the backgrounds or faith, they're still open to join because, you know, the the reason why we started this was not to separate ourselves but to include to include everyone to be a part of you know our movement hmm. and what was it like you know you've worked with brands now i see that you've done some some uh work with some outdoor brands what was that like getting like emails or texts or, or instagram <laughs> messages from brands saying hey would you want to represent our brand and this is something that you were like you know it was, yeah. an accident. <laughs> it was weird because like like in the past two years um the like my sort of role in the public has just expanded and for me mm. like as my mum even like you know that growing up I was a very shy 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 kid I did do public speaking I was an introvert I was shy <laughs> and you know I literally had no confidence whatsoever especially coming in groups and crowds so I think it's really had a massive impact on my own sort of self journey as well and now it's like you know we've had quite a few films out we've been like on the news we've had like a documentary um and like especially with the brand work on ads and stuff and my my friends are like oh my god we've just seen you and like first like I was like you just can't really believe it um and you know I've been very lucky to work with some really amazing brands and um and yeah, it's just nice. Like it's it's at the same time, I don't want to be like, oh my god, you know, thank you so much to the brands because it's something that should have happened ages ago. Mm-hmm. Why is happening now? Yes. But I'm I'm grateful that it has started and I've been able to be that start to something. Um and that to see that change. Um and yeah, I'm super excited that to be part of the North Face team and they're a huge brand now. And I'll be working with them. Um and I'm just so excited that such a huge brand although again you know we say that you know you know things should have happened a long time time ago not now but I'm glad that that start has started and we can push um the media in terms of you know what you know what what people are seeing um so yeah I'm super excited for that yeah it's and it's it's I suppose it's it's not just the outdoors industry where are, we are seeing it in other sports and other industries mm-hmm. full stop like look at yeah. athletics look at uh, football mm-hmm. uh other sports are you're getting more representation of uh muslim people and yeah. it's just fantastic to see it. again as you said it this should have happened decades ago mm-hmm. uh but it, it is amazing to, to see it to, to, mm-hmm. uh, coming back in because we know it's all it's just only positive it just it's more inclusive it gets more people buzz about the outdoors and gets more people outside and that's what we're, we've always been about as well like give you a bit of a background on us like we're all hikers and we just started mm-hmm. this to get more people outdoors I mean because we know that the world will be like yeah we're, we we want to save the world man <laughs> you know but <laughs> that's what we truly believe is that if people spend yeah. more time in the outdoors they're going to treat the world better and they're going to treat each other better exactly. and but the, but that includes uh, inviting everybody mm. and making sure it's an inclusive world for everybody and, and the outdoor when we say the outdoors is for everybody until now it hasn't been until now it's been it's been for people who can afford to get out there it's been for people who are, are equipped to get out there there it's for people who can access the outdoors it's mm-hmm. 
like if you can get there and we like you you can come that's what mm-hmm. it's been up until now yeah. but now i think as, as we've been saying over the last two years it's it looks like there's a bit of a, a sea change yeah. um and long may that last <laughs> um so so uh, obviously this is still really really early days but have you seen you know uh, an increase in in the uh the muslim community in the outdoors yeah definitely and um it's 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 and i always go back to like you know the reason why i started again with the wonders women what what's different about us is that we connect to our faith so everything that we do mm. we connect to our faith and we go outdoors because you know to me the whole world is your prema and um and i think a lot of people may have not seen it like that before. You know, we, again, when you grow up, you just think you pray in the house or you pray in the mosque and that's it, or you pray in the church or you pray in the temple, whatever it is. And and I think for me, finding out my, how I connected to my faith in the outdoors was so beautiful. Like it was the most beautiful experience for me. I really wanted to share that with others. And when I deliver these workshops now, you know, I get people messaging me saying, oh, we prayed outside and they were so nice. And, you know, a lot of them do have these barriers where they think, what well, if someone looks at them and, you know, things like that. But I just think that, you know, you, you have to step out of those comfort zones and um and I think you know coming from a faith where a lot that you know a lot of it is m- major like our whole religion is based on peace and connecting and reflecting on mindfulness and things like that so when you're out on these mountains you know some of the most when you look at the Quran like you know even when the the these verses they were revealed to the prophets and we believe that they, a lot of them were revealed on mountains and you know mm. we believe that our prophet peace be upon him he used to go to the mountains to meditate so they do have a very significant part of our faith and just generally like when you read the Quran the, the verses which describe the rivers and the trees and the way everything's situated and how God has made everything you know how can we not be connected to that um and when you're in a space like that the way you connect is just completely different because it's just you and everything around you nothing's going to judge you you know your mind's open you know you're, you're you're taking everything in and what when how can you not then coming from a faith where we believe in a god not mm. believe in god when you see the intricate designs of the formations of the rocks or the birds or the flowers and you know things like that so you know i'm my my like you know a lot of, one of the things that I, I like to do is to show uh, our religion in a on a diff, different way like like you know you can't like you can come out and you can you know really connect with with um with your faith uh, in such a beautiful way and honestly the women when they've discovered this they've just found it the most amazing thing um and yeah and I think again like a lot when you when we look at a lot of especially a lot of the say like South Asian heritage and a lot of like the you know people from those places where they came from like you know even like the Middle East and stuff like that where they are surrounded by nature and mountains and you know our grandparents ancestors and you know so on they were brought up in these lands which was countryside but obviously when they had to come here um they had to leave all that and had to start a new life and their focus wasn't you know let me go find a countryside it was let me live let me, we need to make mm-hmm. money we don't even know the language and we're here and you know they came as immigrants and stuff like that so the the you know that part of it got lost it's not it's not that wow. it was of our community it wasn't because it wasn't part of our culture or anything we gotta remember some of the biggest mountains are 
you know, the Himalayas or from the South Asian, yeah. India, Pakistan, Nepal, all these places. So when people say to us, you know, oh, you know, it's not part of not part of your culture, or it's not it's not something that you do. It's like actually when you go and climb Mount Everest, the person that's the Sherpa that's carrying your luggage right there is from, you know, is from an ethnic background. So how can you say that? And it's just very contradicting. So I always say that when, you know, at like like where the so they came and they built the foundations for us and now we're making the moves because we're able to because they came here and if it wasn't for their sacrifices we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now um you know a lot of them you know the world war and you know so many different things happened and that you know they had their they had to move and had to come to a place where they didn't really you know imagine coming to a place you don't know what's going on it's new food new people you look different you already stick out you don't know the language so then are you gonna you're barely just you know working just to live because you've brought your family here and you're trying to raise a family so then the last thing is that you wanted to do any extra stuff so it wasn't that they didn't want to it's just they didn't have the means to yeah yeah to be honest that that's really kind of struck a chord in me because I I never really would have considered it that way that Mm -hmm. like a lot of the people that have come to the UK and to Ireland and everywhere else they just they came from the mountains. They came from the countryside, mm-hmm. and they can their faith and their spirituality was all connected with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and, wow, that's 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 fascinating. Because um, it is like it, it, a, a lot of people call the mountains and call the the outdoors their church, or they call it their temple, or they call it their you know their pl- place of spirituality, their pl- mm-hmm. place of prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I have had plenty of guests on this show where they. Uh, they say that it, the mountains will have a profound effect on them uh-huh. when spent, you know, uh, spending a, a, a considerable amount of time. It's, it's happened to me. You know, I spend days in the mountains camping and hiking and and it just has a really deep spiritual effect on you, regardless of of, of your faith. Like if even if you're, you're, you're agnostic or atheist or yeah. whatever, it will still have that profound effect on you. Yeah, 100%. You never yeah. come back the same person. <laughs> no, you really don't. Um, so tell me about some of your trips. Yeah, you were mentioned about like doing some solo trips and, and, and solo hiking trips. Anything that stands out? Um, so I think I always say this. Like I think every like every hike, I'm like, this is the best one. This is the best one. <laughs> but I think I think for me, it's like before, like when I first started, I was like, oh my god, summit, summit, summit. But I think now I've slowed down a little and. I love the journey and I love the stopping at every moment, looking, breathing, taking it all in. So I recently went to the Alps um, wow. just before, I can't remember, was it last week or the week before? And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not even posted about it on Instagram because I was like, in that much zen, I was like, I want to keep it to myself for a bit. Right. Um, and, um, and yeah, and then I went with the group, and I love like, as much as I love taking groups out and stuff, I love being on my own. I know it mm. may sound a bit weird, but I actually just love solo hiking. It's because I don't have to, like, I can just do what I want in my own time. And I can just, like, I'm one of them where, like, I get very distracted. So if I see something, like, and it's not on the route, and I, like, I would have to go to it. Like, I'm not one of them where you stick to one thing and that's it. Yeah. So, um, and, um, and then basically the... Um, so we were with a group and I ended up losing the group. 
because I was like, not not losing them, they were just going right really fast pace. Their aim yeah. was just getting down, and for me, that wasn't the that wasn't like my aim. And I kept seeing stuff on the way, and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna do my own hike. And it was the best hike ever. It was really hard because it was my first time doing something at a very high altitude. Um, and obviously, I was in in the Alps, so I was had to be a bit more cautious and stuff. But it was absolutely amazing. I was literally completely my body was in bits afterwards because of the amount of it was very steep and lots lots of hiking and stuff but it was just really nice like to be on my own and to have that and I think I think like each hike has a different story and um I think yeah I really enjoyed my trip there I really enjoy like I think for me what was the most beautiful part of my journey is when I first discovered like you know what Wayne Wrights are and what Munro's mm. are you know the different peaks and stuff and learning about the mountains in a more like deeper way and I was like like this excited child and I was like every day I was like right and I was like really out there and then obviously you know and then I found like all these other different activities and then I think for me it was when I last year and I so I wasn't meant to move to the Lake District I I remember just I was in a very dark place so I ended up leaving my job I packed my car full of stuff and I, I just said I'm gonna go to the Lake District for a month and obviously if I was to tell my like my parents oh yeah I'm moving they'd be like what are you doing and so I did say anything I was like I'm just gonna go for a bit just gonna go for, just gonna come back I didn't like come back um and I remember I was holding my first retreat and it was my first retreat with the wonderless women you know after COVID we had like this thing and and I met this girl that, and you know when they say that you're you know we always we always think that like, people think soulmates and they think it has to be a guy and a girl and we just clicked it was like we were meant to be I have never found someone who was as crazy and as adventurous and as spontaneous as me and she hadn't and she lived and she moved like she's from a South Asian background and um, she's called Aisha and she moved to Penn she where we live now in Penn District. she moved there just six seven months before and and I remember just saying to her I was like oh you know like um and we met at the retreat and then the week after I was like oh do you want to go camping and we hadn't been camping before it was our first time and we met camping and it was the best trip ever. Like, it was just so amazing. And that whole summer, all we did was camp, wild swim, hike, and everything that we couldn't, we didn't do because we'd have anyone to do it with. We just literally spent the whole summer exploring the Lake District and it was the best summer. Um, and then I ended up moving in with her for like seven months. <laughs> and then, yeah, honestly, it was just like, everyone was like, you two are just a duo now. Um, and then just only like recently, like about um, two months ago, I moved out and got my own place in Lake District because I realised, okay, actually, I'm, it's, uh, do you want to live here? Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, that was one of, the, one of the moments that stood out. And I think um, when I did my, obviously my first hike with my mum, obviously the most traumatic hike ever, because mm. I cried all the way. That always sticks by me. Um and I think some of the moments that I really, really treasure are when I take people out, because obviously I have my, you know, hyperactive, like, oh, I'm going to mountains and excited every single time. But then taking these women out and seeing their reactions is so beautiful because, you know, some people cry. Some women mm. just sit there. Some women can't even believe that it's there. And, you know, we know what the mountains do to us and what nature does to us. And when you're able to give that to someone else, it's just, it's just a really nice feeling. So, yeah. Lots of I can sit here and tell you about every single memory, but yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, just when when you said there, but giving that to somebody, we brought a, a group out ourselves on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, to a trail, just a, a trail in Wicklow National Park, which is not too far from here. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of people that don't hike, a lot of people that have done a little bit of hiking here and there, mm-hmm. but we got to this viewpoint that is rarely found in Wicklow National Park. It's, you know, this access road that people don't normally go down. And I tur- we turned the corner and I actually heard people go, <gasps> just the, and my feeling then of going, I know, right? <laughs> And you're like, wait, 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 wait. It's going to get better. It's going to get yeah. better. And they're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was like mountains in the background and you could see like all like the, the, the kind of the main mountains in the National Park. Yeah. You could all see it in your, in your panoramic view. And I was like, hold on a second. Step five feet forward. And then it's a five <laughs> feet forward. And it was just this beautiful crystal blue lake just opened up. And they were like, what? Oh, amazing. <laughs> I also uh, picked up on what you were saying about... Uh, you your traumatic hike when you were out with your mom and i really hope this is the case that 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 is a a good memory for you because oh yeah a good memory yeah yeah because i I wore the wrong shoes i fell in the mudslide i was crying i was like i can't breathe i was like oh my how many steps and now i can go up and down that hill like nice you know it's not no bother it's like a walking the park but back then I was like oh my god why am I doing this I'm gonna die <laughs> literally a proper traumatic child teenager child yeah <laughs> I, 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 I brought my my t- she was 10 at the time my 10 year old daughter on the the South Downs way yeah the, the trail in the, the south the south of England and uh she was 10 and I was like what am I doing 100 mile walk over five days and she she kind of cried the entire way so I'm hoping that it's the same as that where like yeah, she'll fun. have the good memories with her dad <laughs> yeah yeah 100% <laughs> yeah so um at, 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 you've gone to the Alps and we're, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the stuff that comes uh, comes out of that uh but have you any other big plans in, uh, internationally yeah. or nationally? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I, I know you asked me before some of the places I've been to. I completely got sidetracked. So I've That's okay. Lots of, um, growing up, we did a lot of traveling. So um, mm. with my family, so we've been to like Switzerland and uh, Reunion Island, which has loads of different mountains, Madeira Island, lots of places in Europe. When I went backpacking, I was like, around Europe. Um, I've been to America, Canada. So I grew up traveling and seeing a lot of the world. Um. And I think one of the moments in COVID that I realised is how much beauty we have within England. When I started exploring like Scotland and like, um, you know, some parts of Lake Lich, I was like, I could not believe that that was a UK. Like some of the places were just absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've, you know, we've, we've tra- I've travelled quite a bit and um, seen some amazing places, but I have a massive bucket list. So, um, and it's just trying to fit it in because my diary is fully booked and then I've got all these things that I want to do but hopefully um we will be I'll be coming out to Tupacal this year um so that's the Morocco highest mountain in Morocco oh uh, wow okay yeah so um yeah, we're doing that in June with the Wanderlust Women um and then before that um it's my 30th so hopefully we're going to be climbing Mount Tiri uh, in Tenerife the volcano mountain oh yes um, yeah yeah nice yeah and then um also, I've got Norway planned this year if it if it all goes to plan and I get my time off from my work, um, from my busy schedule. And um, and then one of the biggest things that I'm doing this year is don't want to do too much about it because I don't want to, like you know. But it's um a project that I'm doing called connecting to the roots, which will be where I'll be going to the Himalayas, um, and I'll be doing a project on that, and we'll be client, we'll be hiking um in North Pakistan as well. In, wow. 
got some really good projects coming up this year. Excellent, excellent. There's, um, I don't know if it ties in at all, but there's the, we'll actually be in, in Nepal ourselves, going to the Himalayas. Uh, probably I'm going to be on the opposite side of, of the of the mountain range altogether. We're going to be yeah. there in November. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah, I think we're, we're going in like end of August, September. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a busy year. That's yeah. a really busy year. Um, so I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Like, it, I, I'm sure we can sit here all day and, and talk about yeah. our love of the outdoors. But it's been really fascinating getting to know you. Um, really fascinating to hear your story and 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 the work, the fantastic work that you're doing for the outdoors in general, but a uh, representation of Muslims and Muslim women in the outdoors. So kudos to you and uh, keep you. up the fantastic work and can't wait to see all the excellent stuff that you get up to oh thank you so much and maybe we can do like a big group hike one day <laughs> oh absolutely i'm coming over soon don't worry i'm coming yeah. over to the uk and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll meet up and we'll, yeah. we'll do something we'll do something cool. i need to come to ireland actually there's so many yeah. amazing spots i was gonna say but I, I i say it in every episode it's like have you been to ireland yet i, I need to be hired by tourism ireland just to be like <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's like like i really like i just don't know where to start there like but um maybe that's a discussion we can have <laughs> that's a discussion we'll we'll hang on after this and we'll, yeah. we'll we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk well Amir, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and uh yeah best of luck thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for listening i've been owen hamilton and this has been the hiker podcast uh, I noticed that I normally say things in a certain tone, so now I'm speaking like this and, you know, changing it up a little bit so I don't sound the same all the time. When you record yourself over and over again, you, you tend to pick these things up and you're like, why, I, why do I sound like that all the time? Anyway, I've been on Hamilton. This, I just did it. I've been on Hamilton. This has been the Hiker Podcast. Don't forget to download Hiker and go to hiker.app. Like, share, comment, review, rate, whatever you can do to support. Really, really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with another interview. Thank you so much. Happy trails. Thank you.